to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves, so it's the 100th motherfucking episode, and uh, today I'm hoping to just do some recaps, have a good show, Um, super excited, and so what have I been up to? So this weekend on July 3rd, 2021, uh, my sister and uh, Jamonte, they had uh, their first child, Ari, so we're all super excited. We're super geeked. Another uh, baby in the family. So um, super excited. Children, man, are are blessings. You know, I'm super blessed to be an aunt. Now I'm aunt for the fifth time to another uh, little baby. And so, yeah, I'm really excited. Um, that happened over the weekend. And so we just all been just overfilled with love, man, joy. So blessings to them and, uh, you know, blessings to us. And uh, let's see. So I was telling y'all last week that I was going to do some changes to the show and I didn't want to do the changes until this, this week on my hundred episode, I figure I'm going to just do a shakeup on things. So I'm going to go over them and reintroduce the show. So the changes that I'm going to do to the show is I told you last week that I'm changing the motivational Monday to the mantras. Um, I'm really excited about doing those because that's something I've been trying to do more every, like every day I pretty much try to do a mantra or affirmation. Um, so I wanted to include it on my show. Also, um, uh, I'm going to start doing now instead of hot topics, I'm going to do uh, a deep dive segment. And so basically what that is, it's still going to be in, in, in a sense, hot topics, but, um, every week it might not be necessarily something that happened, uh, during that week. So it might just be diving into a, just a, a different topic or something that I wanted to talk about. Um, that's not in the same parameters as something I'm talking about on my thought of the week. So, uh, you're going to see me this week, start that segment and I'm going to have two deep dives for this week, but you know, in other weeks, it could just be one subject that I'm talking about or something like that. So, uh, I think that's going to be cool just to kind of change it up some, and then we're still going to finish with the thought of the week. So the thought of the week is the premise of the show. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, don't forget to um, follow the show, rate the show. I will say, uh, you know, the show has been seeing amazing numbers lately. Um, it's always been pretty consistent, but lately it's been through the roof. So I'm very thankful for, you know, my new listeners and um, everyone is supporting the show. So definitely uh, don't forget to, um, you know, follow, tell a friend, tell a friend, and, and thank you. And thank you for rocking with me all until, you know, now it's hundred episode and, uh, hoping to see a lot more in the future. Um, I did tell you some of the things that I'm working on, so we're going to probably see that this year as well in the merch. So I'm really excited about that too. So let's just jump into the show. Today's mantra is I am loving and kind. I actually do this mantra a lot. Um, this is actually something that is important to me because, uh, it's something that I try to actually actively work on. Um, it's just, uh, and, and not even just work on, but just live my life by just being kind. Right. So, uh, that's actually my favorite. I say that often. So I am loving and kind. So let's just jump into the deep dive. My first topic that I'm going to discuss today is the BET Awards. Now, this is funny. This is a full circle moment because my first episode that I did uh, on my welcome episode, I talked about the BET Awards two years ago. So I'm going to talk about them today. I didn't plan on watching the BET Awards this year, 
but the child was like and mind you he's never really excited about award shows like I'm the one to make him watch it with me all the time and so this year he was like oh yeah what time is the BET Awards coming on and I was looking at him like you're actually gonna watch the BET Awards and he's like yeah Tyler the Creator's performing so I'm gonna watch so I'm like okay so when he said he was gonna watch I decided to watch it with him so I'm gonna share my thoughts on what I thought about the BET Awards they were hosted by Taraji um Taraji had a million wardrobe changes um I thought she did pretty good as a host um it was pretty good uh let's see what was my favorite performances so I think my favorite performance was definitely Jasmine Sullivan and then she brought out Ari Lennox she they killed that shit both of them they both look really amazing too so I was really excited about that shit like I'm actually really excited to see Jasmine Sullivan finally get her flowers man because I'm like People really was sleeping on Jasmine. You know, I I saw a statistic like a couple weeks ago. It was like a month ago, maybe. And it said that, um, what was the song? It was a song from Hotels. Um, can't think of the name of it. But that was her first gold plaque. Her first out of all the CDs that she had. And she had some fucking bangers. Her first her first CD alone, Fearless. Like, I can't believe that it wasn't a single on there that didn't, that didn't go um, gold. Um so I was surprised by that. So I'm like, damn, like I, I've, I've loved Jasmine Sullivan since she, um, since she started. So I'm just glad to see that she's finally getting some recognition. Uh, let's see. My other favorite performance probably was the Queen Latifah tribute. Uh, and, and definitely a DMX tribute. I was kind of, I was telling, um, the child, I was like, I felt like, first of all, we waited the whole show for the tribute and I, I, I would have been fine taking out some of that other shit. We watched the BET Awards basically for, for fucking six hours, okay? So I was fine taking out some other stuff. And I would have definitely given DMX at least like 20 minutes, 15 minutes at least. We waited all that time and it was, it was only seven minutes. Even though I loved it, I felt like they should have definitely given that a little bit more. I mean, it's DMX. Um, what's the actor name? Is his name Michael Brown, y'all? I might be wrong on his name, but the, you know, with the scar on his face from the wire and, and Lovecraft country, um, for a moment there, I mean, he, from far away, he really looked like DMX. He did fucking amazing on that poem. So I, I was, uh, I was here for that. So, um, that was good. And I also thought Meg the stallion performance of thought shit was really good. Meg, um, she's always been dope to me, but I feel like you can tell she really, they really working with her. So her performances, her own point, like her fucking breath control. Cause I mean, she clearly was, you know, she raps, she actually was rapping, you know, and, um, she went out of breath for nothing. So I'm like, damn girl. So the Migos came out and then Cardi popped out and surprised everybody with a baby. Um, that was interesting. Uh, I mean, she was doing a lot. I, I mean, she was twerking and really going in in them heels, um, I, I was, uh, she was doing a lot. Carly looked like she about like five, six months pregnant though. Like the baby looked like it's coming, um, in a few months. Now it's funny because I talked to, no, I, I'm, I'm like, you know, Cardi and, and, um, you know, Offset are married. So, I mean, you know, I don't really see anything wrong with her being pregnant. A lot of people were kind of like, oh, why is she pregnant? You know, she owes another CD, but I mean, she really, she's, she's human and she really doesn't owe us anything. And if they want to have another kid, it's fine. Right. Um, the good thing is that she still has been coming out with music. So yeah, I can see where we're probably waiting for another album, but I don't really think it's a rush either. I don't, I don't really think so. Some people saturate the, the airwaves and keep constantly pumping out albums. And then some people just be meticulous about what they're doing. And so I don't see anything wrong with, um, waiting a little bit, you know, I mean, she's rich, she's having a baby. 
it's not that big of a deal. And, um, but yes, but congrats to them though. Having a baby is a big deal, but I'm saying like it affecting her music is the things that people were complaining about. I thought that was a weird complaint, but I'm not really a fan of Migos. I don't speak Migos. So I, I, I thought it was funny. They did a little choreography, but I'm not, I'm not into Migos. So I just watched the performance. Um, Money Baggio, my friend, Chris, I think he's really into Money Baggio. You know, you know how I feel about, uh, I struggle with this new rap because it's not even the fact that like, I don't like them as rappers. It's just like, he came out there with his like super tight pants. I'm still trying to figure that thing out, but he, but they do all of that. And he was just kind of like standing there like as if he didn't really even want to be there. And I don't get why people get so hyped over that. Like, I'm just used to artists being like artists and like giving you some like amazing shit. Like, I just felt like his performance was like, mm, okay, um, let's see. Lil Baby uh, came out at the beginning with Kirk Franklin. Uh, that one was a little weird for me because I thought that even though like the song is, you know, um, I actually like Lil Baby and... Um, was he high doing that performance, doing that gospel song? Because the clap at the end was like, it was, it was a uh, real slow. It was real off. I was really confused about what little baby had going on. He did come back out with young Dirk and he seemed like he had a little more energy going on, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think once again, it's in a category of like, I, I, I feel like, would I go see little baby in concert? Like, I don't know if I would. Um, I just, I don't know. They, he had to give me a little more energy. I'm not, I'm not quite sure. So let's see. Um, Tyler creator performed and I talked to Isaiah and he was actually disappointed from the performance because he felt like Tyler creator had so many other songs that he could have performed. This is my thing about Tyler creator. Like I, I didn't, I don't really listen to his music. I, sometimes I feel like I can't really get past his persona. That could just be who he is, but I think sometimes he's a little too weird for me. Um, I, I did sometimes go and read the lyrics because this is what Isaiah was into. And I wanted to make sure my kid was listening to like some semi-decent shit. You know, I didn't want, it, it was, uh, some of that stuff seemed a little crazy. And, um, so I, you know, I, I, I don't know, but I'm not really into his music. So I don't know. His performance was okay. The thing about Tyler Crater, I feel like, cause Isaiah's like, Mika, no, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you know, um, he's into so much stuff and he has so much amazing shit going on. And I totally believe him. If, if, I, if Isaiah say it, then I believe him. But I think sometimes it's hard to kind of like get past like all the shit that's going on, like the weird stuff, um, to even see what he, to even be interested in what other stuff he has going on. Like I'm totally not interested in anything. And then, uh, which I kind of sometimes, I, I will say this, like I didn't put Lil Nas X as my favorite performance because it wasn't my favorite performance. He seemed a little off, but, um, but I will say this much about why I like Lil Nas X. Um, I think what's funny about him is that Lil Nas X is a professional troll, like very much so a professional troll. And he does stuff intentionally like, even though, like, he's living his truth. Like, I think he's being himself. He's living his truth. He's gay. Like, he's, you know, he's good in what he has going on. But I think he trolls people that are that are homophobe, that homophobic, right? And that's what I think is genius and I think is funny because, like, I mean, the amount of people that was so upset that he ended the performance by kissing a guy, I don't know. Like, it's 2021. Are we really that upset? Does it really fucking matter? Like, does it really matter? 
this I mean he's a young kid you know he's living his truth we know he's gay and I mean people were like pissed about it and then once again he was just on there like you know trolling the fuck out of him and I and I think it's I think it's hilarious you know I like that he did an ode to uh remember the times I just felt like seeing I've seen other performances that he's done this performance I felt like he was a little stiff he kind of was I felt like he was kind he's kind of scaled it back a little bit me personally um like I watched a Saturday Night Live and he's up there you know men gyrating and grinding everywhere I thought this performance was pretty pretty subdued I thought um in comparison to his other ones the only thing that kind of gave a shock factor was the kiss at the end and he really went for it on there I was I was actually pretty shocked by it. I was like oh okay all right but um but it was a decent performance I think my biggest disappointment of the night probably was uh City Girls I actually like City Girls. Um, I'm not like a super like a super fan where it's like, oh, you know, I want to see them perform. Like I, I I look forward to a Meg Thee Stallion performance. Like I'm like, all right, you know, I like Meg. You know, um, City Girls. They were lip singing. They were. It just wasn't good. The whole performance just wasn't good. I didn't. I didn't like it. I I don't know. I didn't like it. Um, the twerking seemed off. I just wasn't really. I wasn't really here for it. I'm trying to think. Am I forgetting? uh anybody else um another thing i found interesting on the bet awards like you know queen latifah got the um the uh like what is like lifetime achievement award and um she you know she's usually really private about her life even though obviously i think we've all known that queen latifah's gay um i felt like when she played cleo that was her playing herself and um but she's never really came out and said, you know, you might've saw pictures, you might've saw quick little things, but she's never said, this is the first time that she actually said something about her partner and her kid. And I'm like wondering, like, was this a come out moment at the BET Awards? Like, so that was interesting, but, um, I liked her performance. Lil' Kim, I hope Lil' Kim stopped chopping and screwing herself, but, um, what was MC Light, Moni Love and Rhapsody, Lil' Kim came out and did UNITY. Uh, it was okay, but um, I love Rhapsody though. Rhapsody is dope as fuck. I think she's one of the dopest rappers out. Um, definitely don't get the amount of respect that she should. I think I've talked about her plenty of times on here. Uh, but all in all, I'm trying to think of my forgetting anything else. All in all, BET Wars is okay. They were long as fuck, but they were okay. Um, I wanted to finish my deep dive this week on uh, the Bill Cosby situation. Um last week was absolutely fucking crazy. It's so many topics this week that I actually could talk about. Um, (laughs) so much shit happened last week, but I'm going to just finish on this one. Um, so let's, let's talk about this Bill Cosby situation. So I wasn't really all the way sure what exactly, uh, I'm not gonna say I wasn't sure what happened. I knew I, I understood what happened. Okay. Let me, let me go back. So when I saw somebody tweet and said something about Bill Cosby, so I wasn't thinking anything about it. Like, and then I came back and somebody was like, yo, Bill Cosby really getting out of jail right now. And I'm like, what? And then I was like, well, how is he getting out of jail? And I, I didn't know, I didn't even know how long his sentencing was for. I can't, I can't even remember really. Cause I really didn't really even follow his trial. I, I wasn't even that invested in it. Um, because he definitely raped the women. So I, I wasn't even that invested, uh, in watching his trial and all that stuff. So let, let me just go over what, what happened. And I'm gonna try to, 
I'm gonna try to break it down. I hope I, if, if I'm understanding this correctly, okay. Where I get confused at with all the outrage with people, um, is that you know he did admit to raping a multitude of women, right? I I just want to start there by saying that he did admit to drugging and raping women, okay? So basically, though, how he got put in jail. So I think all the charges that was from before, like the women coming out, it was about 61 women that actually came out and spoke out. That was uh, the statutes of limitation. So it happened so long ago, he couldn't get charged for it. So it was one woman where um, a couple of years ago, I think in 2006, I want to say, uh, she did file a, um, a lawsuit against him, like for rape, where he did admit to in writing that he, um, that he raped a multitude of women by drugging and all that. And I think he settled that out of court for like $3 million, uh, to the woman. I think once he made that, um, once he wrote that statement, apparently it couldn't be used in court at all. Uh, it, it was just, it was just locked away in his file, but he had to admit to, I guess a part of his deal, he had to admit to it. So I think in this, in 2000, what was it? What was he in trial? He was in court 2018. So in 2018, when he was in court, um, they basically use basically trying to get him to go, like trying to get him locked away. They basically use, um, kind of like that statement and kind of like some pieces from that, from that, uh, lawsuit before that technically part of his deal was not permissible in court. So the fact that it was slipped through and it was kind of used towards his, um, his, uh, court case now, um, which helped him get locked away. That was, that was the glitch that basically, uh, is what was used to where it overturned his conviction, if that makes sense. And so that's how he got out of jail. He didn't get out of jail because he did not rape people. He got out of jail because they basically, somebody did a fuck up somewhere, um, in regards to putting him away, you know, with that last case in 2018. <sighs> okay. So... I say this to say, you know, uh, I think sometimes where there is a struggle is that I'm actually one of those people. I get on my sister's nerves all the time because I'm one of those people who I cannot separate the person from the celebrity or whatever. Like, I can't separate those. Um, if like, like, obviously, you know, I think these celebrities do do stuff, you know, that we, we may never know and we support whatever they have going on. But if I know, like prime example, Chris Brown is a woman beater, right? I haven't listened to a Chris Brown album. In I don't know how fucking long, um, R Kelly, I canceled R Kelly a long, like, I, I haven't listened to R Kelly since I was like a fucking teenager. Like I canceled him literally, I think when I was like tw 20, like 15, 16 years ago, um, way before any of the shit came out, when I started realizing as a young adult, like, Oh, this kind of a lot going on here. So I don't, I don't fuck with it. Like if it's kind of like something that's just against how I feel regardless of whatever. So I think with Bill Cosby, sometimes just with me playing devil's advocate for a moment, I think sometimes people struggle with, um, I guess wanting to cancel him or whatever, because I think sometimes we grew up watching the Cosby show. Like for me, I, I love the Cosby show. I love a different world. Different world is why I wanted to go to college 
it, it made me, uh, it actually was my first look at like what college might be like. Um, I'm literally recording right now with the Hillman College t-shirt on right now. Um, my kid is going to HBCU. So, uh, yeah, like, you know, Les graduated from HBCU. So, I mean, it's, it very much was a part, I think so many black people lives, right? But this is when it comes to, well, and also to the fact that he was a huge humanitarian, like, you know, growing up, I would see how he gave like millions and millions of dollars to HBCUs every year. But I also feel like, you know, when you have to look at it from a different standpoint, um, because, you know, you have creepers that hide in plain sight. And, I, and I'm sorry, like, I think Bill is put in that category because the thing that I never understand about rape culture, like, Bill Cosby was like the man, like, you know, he was the shit, and especially at the time of these rapes and stuff. And I'm pretty sure like with probably a lot of these women, if, if he probably would have asked or whatever, they probably would have still had sex with him, you know? So like you're drugging people and you're raping them and, you, and you're taking something from them without their consent. And so it kind of weirds me out when I'm online and I see people like, you know, going in, like saying like, thank God their friend Bill and he should have never been in jail and all this stuff. But it's like, so are y'all okay with him raping people? Because, or, or you're saying like he shouldn't be in jail because he's old. But when he was raping people, when he was old, like when, when he was raping people when he was young, I mean, you didn't think that maybe, you know, with the things you're doing, that maybe it would come a point that it might come back to you. That's the thing about people with money and power. Like you do things to people, but you don't think that you're ever going to get um, what you put out into the world back to you. So it makes me question people when I'm, I, I read comments, you know, um, just to give people perspectives and see what people are thinking. And it does, I do find it to be weird, right? <laughs> um, and disappointing because if somebody's a rapist, like, I don't know. Like I, I have some amazing guy friends, but if one of my friends was out here raping women, like, uh, yeah, I could no longer associate or talk to you. Um, so that leads me to Felicia Rashad. So she sends out a tweet. I don't remember a tweet off the top of my head, but she basically was like, um, basically saying like, you know, thank God, you know, the justice system fixed this shit and, you know, just happy that Bill's coming home. Right. Which, I don't even get, even if she felt that way, I don't even get why Felicia Rashad even decided to even damn say something online, right? Like, we get it. That's your friend. Obviously, even though he admitted to raping women, I guess that shit don't even matter. You know, it don't matter, I guess, to you. Because um, that's the part that I think people, that's the part that I struggle with with people because I'm like, I see if I see if it was like somebody saying he did it and we're like, oh, we don't know. No, like he actually admitted to doing it. He actually said that he actually did this. I, that's the part that I think is weird is that he actually said I did this and that's still not good enough. So I don't know. But so she came out with a She came out with a tweet. People were going to fuck off. I was on Twitter just all up in it. And then she comes back maybe like an hour or so later, maybe a couple hours later. And she basically was like, you know, release a statement because probably because people were up on that ass and was like how, you know, she feels sorry for the victims. And, you know, she's n not at all, you know, saying that she support, um, you know, sexual misconduct and things like that. But for her to be like the dean at Howard University and in that position where you're working with young men and young women who 
could have, you know, like who stand the chance of something like that happening or something like that, just being just in a college environment. Do you think it makes sense for, for her to fucking do that? Like, like why? Right. Um, so Howard then released a statement or whatever. And they were like, um, you know, basically covering their ass because like, it's not a good look. Cause she definitely went viral. So another thing that I thought was kind of interesting with the whole exchange was Janet Hubert, who was on Vivian, um, from the first one, the dark skin one from, uh, from the Cosby show, uh, sorry, from Freshman's Bel Air. Um, so she came out and I'm not saying this verb, I'm not saying this verbatim, but she came out and she released a tweet and girl went in and she was like, yo, you know, basically, um, we all been around in these circles for years. We all knew you like, we all had heard stories of things that he was doing and what he's about. Um, there's at least a handful of people that still haven't come forward for the things that he's, that he's done against them. Um, basically please stop the bullshit. Please stop supporting a rapist. And we all know what, what he's about. And, um, so yeah, that was interesting. And, and that's what I'm saying. It's just like, I don't know. I'm not one of those people that can support somebody doing something that I don't necessarily agree with. Uh, like something like that, right? Like I can give my opinion about something, whatever, but I mean, like if you rape somebody, kill somebody, I mean, crazy shit, like I, I can't rock with you, you know? Um, so don't even think I'm going to be the friend to do it. Cause I'm, I'm not the, I'm not the friend to do it. So, um, so yeah, so Bill Cosby's free. Um, there's another thing that, and I'm going to end it here before I go into the thought of the week. This is another thing that just had me just boggle, right? So you got out of jail on a technicality, basically, because that's basically what happened. Somebody's fuck up is how you got out of jail. I hope people realize that. I don't I don't know at this point what y'all realize, but he got out due to that. And, um, and you know, he was like that he basically was going, he was going to sue somebody. Like he was trying, like he was thinking about like suing. My thing is like, if you got out and based on this fuck up from somebody else, bro, just, you did rape these people, Bill. And also they said that Bill, Bill Cosby now is fully blind. And I was, I was trying to feel what, what does Bill Cosby, what made him blind? Is it glaucoma? I'm just wondering, somebody let me know. Um, they say that he's fully blind now. And I also wonder too, and this is my last thing that I wonder. I also wonder what does his wife think about all of this? Um, that's something I was curious about. I don't know, but yeah, that's all I have for the deep dive this week. Um, so this week for the thought of the week, I am going to just go over just, uh, some of my favorite episodes and some of your favorite episodes and just do a brief little recap. So let's just get into that. Okay. So I can't believe that I'm at my hundredth episode, y'all. Like I will say when I do this show, it's really, it's really a grind. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like this is like a, a, a second job for me, but, uh, it's always been my passion to do this. I love, uh, coming and talking to you guys every week. Um, so I, I do want to start by saying, you know, really, truly thank you for, you know, rocking with me or whatever. So I want to go over my favorite episodes and, and just tell you why. All right. So I have, let's see, I wrote down four of my favorite episodes out of the hundred that I've done. Um, 
my first favorite was love languages. I talked about love languages twice, um, episode seven. And then I think I did a revisiting episode. So episode eight, 65 was, um, so episode seven was love languages. And I did revisiting love language in episode 65 and love languages is actually, um, my favorite thing to talk about. You, you can learn so much about a person by just going over their love languages. Um, and I also tell people how it really helped me with my relationship with my kid. Um, when we did love languages from a parent to child perspective, um, that helped. I have a funny story too. So the other day I asked, um, I asked him, I said, from a parental standpoint, what is one thing that you find most difficult about me? Um, I will say that I, that I heard through the grapevine that I think Leslie helped him, but, uh, he told me that he says that, um, I plan everything and I never go with the flow. That was my feedback that I got. And then I asked him, I said, so does that get on your nerves? He says, no, but I think you just worry yourself too much. Uh, so that was funny, but, but I love that we were able to have conversations like that because I never want to wrestle my laurels thinking that I'm just this perfect person. Cause I'm so, so not, you know, and I'm not a perfect parent at all. And I, you know, I had to learn to be a parent. I'm a bonus mom. And that was a role that was, uh, that was given to me, but I was, but you know, through a relationship, but I was blessed that it was given to me. Um, and the, the responsibility that was within that. So it's something that I, I do take really serious and I do really relish in that. And I, you know, I love, but, um, yeah. So when we did the test together, it really, um, it made me change how I handled him in general. Uh, you know, he's, he doesn't like yelling. He doesn't like, you know, uh, um, mainly yelling, right? He's a words affirmation person. So you have to kind of talk to him a certain way to get him to kind of understand. Um, and then also, you know, he said that he needed more affection. And that's something I think we, we didn't think about, like, you know, giving more hugs and kisses and being intentional with like saying, I love you when you leave and giving hugs and kisses when you leave and things like that. I think as your kids get older, sometimes you kind of forget that they still kind of need that. So it was really important and it was really, um, you know, I learned about a lot about myself. And so what I, what I also learned about myself in regards to love language is that my love languages change. And they also change based on, um, my relationships with people and things like that. So, um, and as I've gotten older, you know, the more that I become the person that I'm meant to become, you know, and, you know, in my 37 of years, almost 37, um, you know, I'm, I'm becoming more and more of a worse affirmation person, but I, but I really now understand like why words are so important. And so I'm very careful about things that I say to people and stuff like that, because I know that words are important. And even though, you know, you, you, you could say some fucked up shit to people and you might apologize, but the words are still there. So, um, yeah, so I love talking love languages. So I really love those two episodes. Uh, let's see. My next one I have is I don't know what episode that was, but it was my episode called growth with Kelly. Let me see what episode number that was. I don't know why I don't have that written down. So that episode was with Kelly and, um, that's friend of the show. And I love that episode because we literally had like a whole show that we were supposed to be in like doing or whatever and, and, and talking about that was episode number 92 that we're supposed to be talking about and doing. And we literally just started talking and organically, 
I gave you guys an episode and literally the episode was us talking. So I didn't do like any of my segments, any of my usual stuff, but that was so cool. And it was so, so organic. Kelly, I've known Kelly since I was, uh, let's see, 20 years old. Um, she's such a beautiful spirit. And I think with, you know, uh, being able to be friends this long and like we've had, you know, moments where we've had like pop in, pop out of each other life, um, just due to life, you know, um, it, it, even when we came back into each other life, it was, um, it was like, as if time didn't, you know, we didn't waste any time and, you know, like as if it wasn't any breaks. And so she's one of those people that just have such an amazing spirit. Um, if I ever called her for anything, like she would always, um, you know, be there and always answer my calls. And so, you know, people like that, you're so thankful for, but she's super dope that I'm, I've been encouraging her to start her show, which is, she should be starting soon. Um, because I mean, you guys hear it. She's been on another episode too. She has so much personality and she's so perfect at this. So that was one of my favorite episodes for sure. Oh, let's see. My other favorite episode was black as fuck with Jamonte. Jamonte, as you guys know, is a friend of the show, but also uh, my brother-in-law. I hate calling him a brother-in-law, but I'm just letting you guys know in context who he is. He's like my brother. Um, you know, him and my sister have been together. Um, I've known Jamonte since he was 17 years old. So, um, yeah, like it's been forever. So I don't even view him as like an in-law. I think that's weird. But um, let's see. When we did that show, we did that show right in the midst of like uh, George Floyd killing and all of that. And so we really just sat and just had, you know, conversation I like that episode and I, I enjoy actually recording with Jamonte because Jamonte is very intentional when he talks. Um, he's not, he doesn't really talk much, you know, in general. So when, so me getting him on the show, like it is dope when he's like, all right, yes, yes, you know, I'll get you, I'll come on. He was on episode with Maddie, um, who's friend of the show. And he also did thing like a man with, um, with Cass who's friend of the show. And so I've gotten him on here three times and he, uh, yeah, besides Cass, Jamonte has been the only guy that's ever been on the show. So, um, super dope perspective. Uh, I definitely plan to get him back on again. Um, since now he has this new role, this new title as father and, you know, talk about that a little bit. Hopefully, uh, sometime in the future, I'm gonna give him, I'm gonna give him a little bit of time to get adjusted. And, uh, but he always has good perspective and he always kind of gives you, he gives you honest perspective. And so, um, you know, me and him have conversations a lot. So I've seen him grow from, you know, basically grow into a man and go through his maturation process. So it's been really cool. Uh, you know, so that was one of my favorite episodes for sure. And then my last one that I have written down is my favorite, like mind you, a lot of, I'm, I'm probably missing some because I am like, I, a lot of these episodes actually are my favorite, but, uh, I, some topics I just enjoy talking about. So my other one was episode 88, Loneliness versus Solitude. Um, I am a person, like you guys know, I love solitude. And I think sometimes when I'm, you know, in my own world, I think people feel like, you know, I'm lonely. I'm not lonely. I actually enjoy being by myself, but it's tricky. I just talked about this the other day. It's tricky because, uh, you know, if you're in a relationship or you have a family, solitude is something you got to have balance with because like it's times that I don't feel like talking or I don't feel like interacting, but I have to. And, um, and so, you know, and obviously, you know, I have a kid and all that stuff who need things and it's always that balance 
of that, but it's so important. And solitude is probably one of the most important things that I've done in my life with understanding it and balancing it because when I'm in my quiet, it's when I learn the most shit about myself or when I process through things that's bothering me or when I try to just gain my own perspective. I usually do that during moments of solitude where I just sit and just think. A lot of times people struggle with solitude because when it, when it gets quiet, people usually are afraid of the quiet and they can't, they can't decipher through that shit because some people just need fucking noise or they need to just keep going and busy themselves so they don't want to, so they don't have to stop and think about their lives or think about themselves. You know, I actually enjoy doing that and, uh, you know, uh, learning myself and getting to know myself. You know, I, I still get to know myself all the time now. Um, and it's a journey and I, and I, and I enjoy it. So I talk about solitude a lot. So that I like that episode. So now let's just switch to your favorites or my most, uh, my most listened. So I wrote down the top three of my most listened episodes. Episode 18, the nature of colorism. Colorism, colorism is actually a topic that I plan to revisit, uh, probably with a guest, uh, that was earlier in the, in the show. I was still a little nervous when I was first doing those, those early episodes. So episode 18 was, I think that was when I first got some, some music. I think that was my first time with, uh, with music. So I was still upgrading the show too. And, um, so I basically talked about how colorism started and how we still see it in today's society. I actually read a few, I've been reading a few books on like, uh, just a subject kind of like around colorism and it actually has been about passing. I read Vanishing Half, which I talked about on here about a girl that passed for white. And then I recently read uh, Nella Larson's Passing, which was interesting. And I, and I also just I also just ordered a book called Personal Librarian, which is about um, a young woman that was running a library, a uh, young black woman, but she was passing as white. So it's it's interesting on um, just the the history of colorism, how it started, and also colorism in the black community. So I thought it was important to talk about. I kind of feel like you know now I, I I've wanted to just dive deeper into that conversation. And it's just I just haven't um, I just haven't yet. Uh, but that's definitely a show that I plan to revisit in the, in the future. Uh, and then the other favorite from you guys was Black as Fuck with Jamonte and we already talked about that and then the third one was so are we good or what that was episode 49 if I'm not mistaken I think that episode was about uh when is it time to walk away from relationships or friendships um I'm pretty sure moving forward from friendships I think that's what it was about um and look, that, that's something that I'm not going to lie to you. Like, you know, um, I definitely used to struggle with in the past, uh, because you know, you love, you love your friends, you have loyalties towards people, but here's the thing that I, I talked about in another episode. Everybody's not meant to be on your journey and some people could just be there for a moment and it's completely okay. Like I don't live in a world where I'm that concerned about, you know, how people, how people necessarily feel about me, especially if like, I know that I, okay, let me say this. If I ever felt like I wanted to move forward from a friendship, I definitely told you. And with me telling you or telling you how I felt, I, I definitely gave, am giving you and gave you an opportunity to either, you know, 
uh, try to rectify what it is that I'm sitting here, sitting here saying, or at least hear what I'm saying. And you give your opinion, you say what you're going to say, whatever. So it's never a mystery of where you stand with me. Like, you, you know, you know, where you stand with me. So it's like, you know, I think sometimes it's okay if you move forward because people might not be where you are in life and everybody's not meant to be, you know, uh, walking the same journey with you, like inside of the journey, they might just be a part of it, but not fully a part of it. So that was a good episode too. Um, it's interesting. The ones that you, that you guys favorite, uh, the one, the ones with Kelly have been, um, really, uh, really popular. Um, all, all the ones when I have friends in the show. So I definitely want to thank, um, all the people that's come onto the show and, and helped me in some areas and been guests. I've always had amazing guests on the shows, but, um, but yeah, so those are your favorites. And, um, so if you haven't listened to those episodes, definitely go back and take a listen. Um, and you know, don't forget to leave feedback if you like, and that's all I really had today. I just wanted to just spend some time just chatting it up for a little bit and just giving some feedback, uh, and uh, just talk about giving a recap and some feedback in regards to some of the episodes I liked and some of the episodes that you liked. Um, I think next week I probably won't have a new episode uh, that I will be out of town for um, the child's college orientation. So um, I don't know if I'm going to bring I don't know if I'm going to bring my stuff with me and do all that. So I might not uh, record. But if I get to record early, then I probably will give you an episode. But so you may. uh be on a, I may be on a break. So definitely, um, if it's no episode, I always post and let you know on my social medias, but definitely go back and, you know, catch up on some older episodes. If you haven't already, um, if you're up to date, thank you. But if you're not up to date, just go back, listen to some old episodes. Um, there's plenty and, uh, don't forget to follow the show. You can follow me on social media. Uh, Instagram is at, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. Twitter is IJMT podcast. And if you want to reach out to me and speak to me personally is my, my email is IGMTPodcast at gmail.com. And definitely make sure that you're following the show. Um, if you're not already following, you can find it on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, Google Podcasts, Audible. I mean, pretty much everywhere you can find a podcast, you can find the show. And, and I do thank you guys for the ones that do subscribe and listen. But if you subscribe, you can go ahead and get the alerts to the show. And that way you can, you can get the new episodes when they come out every Monday. But I thank you so much for listening. Mika here and I appreciate you.